Ages, okay? So, um, the Dark Ages basically were from, oh, late, late 400 to um, 1500, is it? Around in that, in, in that range. Uh, Jay, you want to put up the first Bible verse for me there? It, okay. The, uh, I was thinking about, but first of all, good job on getting here. Uh, Seven o'clock felt awful a lot like six o'clock, didn't it? The, uh, but I, I guarantee by noon my stomach will be on right time. I'll be hungry by then. So okay. keep it to that point. The, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I was thinking of... Uh, I'll be able to go till one o'clock today. Amen. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, I was thinking about, you know, what's the, what's the point... And and I was reading yesterday and uh, and came across one of my favorite verses uh, of all time from Proverbs 4:23. I know that most of you have read this one a whole bunch of times. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Uh, another version says, above all else, guard your heart. And and this this is an area that. Now, what really struck me about it yesterday was that that you know it doesn't say God will guard your heart. It says you guard your heart. Amen. With all diligence, you need to guard your heart. And one of the first time I read this, I, I, I know I was in college at the time, the first time I read this, and and thought that this was kind of a, an emotional type one and and had and it does it has applications to falling in love it does uh, about that but um it's occurred to me since then that it applies to every part of our lives yeah. with all diligence keep thy heart with all diligence guard the portals to your heart and not just not just the romantic love portal um, that, but that Everything issues out of it. Out of it are the issues of life. And that's really why, this may, this may seem like a stretch, but it's not, why we're here. Why we're here doing the Baptist history thing, why we're here studying in Peter, why we're here doing all of this, because we have to guard against the mistakes, the heresies, the the. The things that have, have happened before to millions and millions of people, billions of people, have, have fallen into, the, into traps where they didn't guard their heart. And consequently, issues of life were majorly messed up. And every issue of life. We, we've got to guard that, that all the way. And it's, like I said, what really struck me yesterday was that it's not God will guard your heart. It's you guard your heart. You, with all diligence, need to do this. This is not, oh God, guard my heart. No, it's not God's job. It's our job to guard our own hearts. And, um, and so as we look at this, this is, this is what we really want to do. is We want to guard against false teaching. We want to guard against um, going down the roads that, that we shouldn't be going down. 
And, I mean, like I said, it doesn't just apply to this, but it does apply to this. You know, and along that line, we, by nature, we tend to be lazy. And we think, well, if God wanted me to know that, he would have made known to me. Well, it requires diligence. I mean, a lot of times our attitude, and I know earlier earlier in my life, my attitude toward history was, uh, you know, what's happening now? But God has history. The Bible is a history book. And it requires diligence, and it requires getting in. And, you know, we end up having a lot, as we talked earlier, causes that produce severe effects, and we don't even know enough to know what the cause was, why, why this happened. So it does require diligence, and, and I'm really thankful for people that um, have recorded history. The bad thing about... Um, studying Baptist history is much of their history has been destroyed. Uh, during the Dark Ages, and as we're going to hear today, they went in and destroyed the people, destroyed all their records, and and so oftentimes what we get is what we read from their persecutors, what they did and mm-hmm. and what they said about them. Um, but it does require work. Yes. Go to the next slide, Jay. This is, we're talking, we're, oops. Okay. Uh, where we left off, New Testament churches, like the Donatists, we talked about the, the, uh, the Novatians, the uh, Monetists, they were really being persecuted by the Roman church. Go ahead, the next one. Map of Europe, I believe. Yes. Okay, and one of the places I know you're going to talk about is in Britain. Is that where you're going to start out? No? No. Okay. <laughs> the Never mind. Okay, <laughs> go on to the next one. And, okay, so now go ahead. Because that's got nothing to do. That's my part. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Where's it saying the Bible left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing? <laughs> Shouldn't, and we don't. <laughs> well... What's amazing is, is what we're going to be talking about here, and, and we can't lose sight of it in looking at the details, is the spread of the gospel. It is incredible. They took serious the whole aspect of missions. And they took serious this aspect of the liberty that we have in Christ, and this is good news. That's the gospel. And they... They said, man, we've got to get this good news to, to everyone. And um, there was a group of people that became known as the Paulicians, but their history is, is pretty unique in the sense that there was a, a believer who was fleeing from Mohammedan um, captivity in Syria, and he went up into Armenia, and he found shelter with a young Armenian whose name was Constantine. It has nothing to do other than he bears the name of the Constantine that we've talked about. And as he found this uh, deacon found shelter there, grateful for the hospitality of this uh, young Armenian man, he gave him a copy of the four Gospels 
and the epistles of Paul. And um, this young man prized his new treasure and he started reading it and he came to know Christ as his personal Savior. And then he that was really um, the beginning of the work of God in that area, and it's, or the continuation of the work of God in that area. And because he had, now think of it, if you had Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the epistles of Paul, um, there would be some great things that would be missing among that. I mean, yet you're grateful for all that you have, but... I, as I was reminded of this, I thought, we just say, take your Bible and turn to such and such. We have the complete Scripture. You know, for them, it was copying out. And, and yet, because he had the epistles of Paul, they really took those letters serious. And, um, and hence, they became known as Paulicians um, because they took his exhortations through those scriptures very serious. And again, the Roman Catholic Church um, had played a major impact in these people's lives. We're talking the Roman Empire and, and the church and state tied together. And they were so thoroughly disgusted with the ceremonies, with the nonsense of, of Catholicism, that we often talk about the pendulum they swung the pendulum clear over here that because Rome um, abused communion and they believed transubstantiation, meaning they believed that when you took the bread, it became the body of Jesus. And these new believers knew that that wasn't true. So because it was so abused, they swung the pendulum clear over here and they said, we're not even going to do communion Baptism, because it was abused by Catholicism, they said, we're not going to baptize because we are baptized in Christ. He is the living water. And you can see where they, they could come to those in, not, not saying it's right, but in reaction. And also, they read the epistles of Paul. Paul said, I'm glad I baptized none of you. And much teaching that we have regarding the early church comes in the book of what? Acts. And they had Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the epistles of Paul. They didn't have the book of Acts. And so there were, there were some errors in the sense that reacting, and see, that's a dangerous thing that we have to be careful of, that we're not reacting to some other teaching. It's fine. We need to act biblically, not react and swing it clear over wherever. But in spite of that, God mightily worked through them. Um, a story is, is recorded of a, a man who became a leader in the Paulicians and um, how he came to know Christ as Savior. Um, a Paulician woman asked him, why don't you read the Holy Gospels? 
And he said, well, it's not lawful for laymen to read the Scriptures. And uh, she said, no, no, this is a privilege that God has given to all mankind and got him some Scriptures and he then read the Scriptures and and became a great leader. But um, Constantine preached for 27 years and mighty workings of revival. Well... Um, Rome did not appreciate this, and so they um, sent out a, an officer, Simeon was his name, to apprehend this uh, leader, Constantine. They brought him before 40 to 50 of his followers and said to the followers, you must... Um, to spare your life, you must turn from following him. And to show that you have repented, here are a pile of stones. You must pick up these stones and stone um, Constantine, your leader. Every one of them, except one, would not do it and said, We're, we can't turn from this. The one, Justin was his name took the stones and stoned Constantine right there uh, to his death. But through that, the one that the Roman Empire and government sent to prosecute Constantine, Simeon, came to know Christ as personal Savior, became a mighty missionary, and, and was later a martyr. And I was just reminded what Satan means for evil, God uses for good. And uh, those Paulicians, as a result, for more than a century, they stood with an unshakable fortitude. They, they did not allow the sword to suppress them. They defended their rights to a home, their rights to a freedom of religion and liberty, and... Um, they, it was interesting, it just, I didn't know this until just studying this for today. They established what many believe the first free city-state, uh, Tepris is the name of it, and uh, it was a city where religious liberty was uh, protected, whether it was believers or unbelievers, and uh, they were a shelter in that city for 150 years to every creed of belief and unbelief. And it provided freedom of conscience. That's one sole liberty, freedom of conscience, um, before it, it really became an issue. I mean, really, they were, they were practicing what we're enjoying here today in America. And for 150 years, they had a fortress there. And finally, they were run over by um, the Catholic armies and uh, were scattered. But the Paulicians then took the gospel clear throughout Europe. And we'll see later, we'll be talking about the Albigenses in southern France. The Paulicians were the ones that took the gospel there as a result of that. But... Um, it's, it's just fascinating to me. One person left Scripture. God used Scripture to bring new life, that new life. And um, 
For over 150 years, God blessed and worked in amazing ways. That is really neat, isn't it? It's, it's neat. Um, well, on a downside, <laughs> back to the, to the Dark Ages. The Dark Ages, is, as we said, <clears throat> basically, we can put it in a lot of different... I mean, there's no... The Dark Ages started today and ended on this day. Um, but it pretty much came with the fall of Rome. And... Um, in the 5th century, around 476, and then, as you said, around to about 1500, pretty much with the, with the Reformation and the discovery of America and, and, and that. Um, so, so we don't really want to put specific dates on it, but, but the Dark Ages were a time where you only had pockets like this that where things were advancing. Other than that, it was an age of stagnation. Uh, Can you imagine a thousand years with pretty much no advancement in society? Uh, Yeah, you're talking not not just spiritually, but across the board. Everything. And it's, it's, it's impossible for us to even comprehend um, that, that type of thing. You know, um, our our society today, um, we we've just gone through what's probably the the greatest period of expansion of knowledge in in history. Um, my my grandfather uh, was born in 1896 and was married in the middle of the of the 19 teens. Um, my, my grandma and my grandpa, uh, and their wedding had to be delayed for, uh, I think it was six hours, because it had rained the night before, and they couldn't get the teams of horses through the streets in Andrew, Iowa. Okay, this is his adult life. He starts out be, having his wedding delayed because you can't get the teams of horses. Later on in his life, he's got his grandson sitting at his feet watching Neil Armstrong walk on the moon via television. Now, that's a pretty huge jump in a man's life. I'm not even sure how man comprehends that kind of a jump. The thing is that as we look at, at history and we look at history repeating itself, only in slightly different ways. Um, you, you start out talking about how we are in a time right now where, where things, we're, we're facing the consequences. Uh, Barbie was saying about, you know, we didn't even see these things coming. And, and yet, this causes this, this causes this. Of such a massive slowdown in so many segments of our society. Now, there are some things that are continuing to grow at incredibly fast rates, but they are the same things that, on the negative side, grew, still, still grew during the Dark Ages. Entertainment. Right? They worked on entertainment. What's, what's been the greatest advancement in the last uh, five years? Probably HDTV. <laughs> really? I mean... I mean, we've gone from, 
what was I reading? That, that it took uh, 70-some years for, for radio to go from the first radio broadcast to 50 million listeners, and television took 30-some years to get from the first broadcast to, the, um, to 50 uh, million viewers. It took four years from the beginning of the Internet to 50,000 users on the Internet. And the main purpose of the, of the Internet is to move pornography around the globe. Um, it's, it is. I mean, the, the, the yeah, idea might a, be that. That's a fact. That's yeah. not just an yeah. editorial comment here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what is used more than anything else. Um, we, are, you know, we are in an age, we are entering an age where if we're not careful, we're entering another dark ages. Where, um, you know, Jay and I can tell you stories about education. We don't live in an industrial age in the United States anymore. We don't make anything. We, we are in a service and, and information economy where we don't make anything. And yet our schools are built for a 1940s uh, industrial society. Now, I'm not, necessarily, I'm not saying that it's necessarily a good thing that we're no longer an industrial society, but we are, we're not advancing in so many things. That, that's not history. Okay, but, but. <laughs> this whole thing, though, is, is definitely related. It was dark ages because it was dark spiritually. As we said, as you said, these were little pockets in the overall scope it, the Paulicians were a little pocket. A little pocket, yeah. And, and you look worldwide now, and the light of the gospel, um, it does point toward a dark age is coming upon. And the, and, the, and the powers of darkness during the dark ages did everything they could to extinguish those lights. Like they, they are today. And regardless of what, regardless of what you see coming. I mean, you can see these things coming. You do this, you get this. And yet, the forces of darkness say, you can't, you can't say that. Uh, Wayne and I were, Wayne's in my sociology class in school, and we were just this last week talking about um, the incredible statistics of, of uh, single parenthood. You know, a, a biological mother and father married, living together with the kids, on average has a net worth in the United States of $120,000. A single mother with her children, on an average in the United States, has a net worth of $350. Okay? Does anybody talk about this? And yet, the statistics are there to show how devastating single parenthood is. A, a uh, biological mother and father married, living together with the kids, the chances, the percentage of child abuse, 1%. 1%. A single mother with, a chi- with children living with a boyfriend, the chances of child abuse, 33%. One in three, instead of one in a hundred. 
within that one percent of the of the parents having a kid, uh, you know, the the one percent child abuse, one percent of that of those child abuse deals go to um, be are fatal. One percent of the one percent of the thirty three percent of the children who live with a single mom and a live-in boyfriend, the the 33% of child abuse, 74% fatal. 74% of of those child abuse victims end up dying from it. But we can't get a defense of marriage act, right? Right. We can't define what marriage is. It's darkness pushing out the lights of, of, and, you know, these are not... by the way, these statistics did not come from uh, focus on the family. You know, the, these these statistics came from the Heritage Foundation and from the Center of Disease Control uh, in Atlanta. Uh, phenomenal that that I mean, again, here's where we got to guard our hearts and say we got to know what is false. Just because I've fallen out of love with this guy or I've fallen out of love with this gal. The right thing to do is for me to seek my happiness. Right? That's not. That is not the the, the feeling. Anyway, we got we we got to we got to guard to the dark back ages. to the dark from the dark from ages the, to, to the, the dark. dark ages. I'm sorry, but but it, it, but as I was reading this this week and 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 getting into this, I just couldn't help but but be smacked over the head with a two by four of. The same principles are existing today as existed then. We can't just think this is history, this is the dark ages. We need to see that we, the, the sun is setting. We're moving rapidly toward darkness. And one of the, and, and one of the big issues was the, earth, the, the Western world was down to one superpower. And then that superpower fell things really went to pieces. Absolutely. Is that right? I missed that. You'd be amazed how many um, evangelical seminaries accept theistic evolution. Meaning God started it, but then it just started evolving. And, yeah, there's... I did not know that. The, a month ago it was Abraham Lincoln's 200th birthday. And I was juiced because, you know, history teacher and everything. And... I turned on my computer that morning and went to Google homepage, and instead of celebrating Lincoln's 200th birthday, it was celebrating Darwin's 200th birthday. I went, oh, give me a break. Go to the next slide. Let me get out of this onto the next, something important. Uh, yes. Please do.
I can see that happening. Absolutely. Yeah. The bottom line has to be truth. And if if truth is presented, that's God's responsibility. And he's able to raise up in the middle of the dark ages. But we go adapting and adopting various things to make it more palatable to people. And you've just cut the legs right out from under it. Truth has to be the foundation. I got this directly, lifted it right out, I plagiarized it right out of the Catholic Encyclopedia. Um, during the three decades of the 13th century, the, the, the Inquisition, as an institution, uh, didn't exist, but eventually Christian Europe was so endangered by heresy uh, that they had to do this thing, got to come down here a little bit further. Uh, as early as the 10th century, Empress Theodora had to had put to death a multitude of politicians. Uh, so, right out of the Catholic Encyclopedia, that <clears throat> the politicians they had were endangering they were endangering uh, Europe, and that they had to be they had to be put to get, put to death. And um, you know, so so again, there, there there are just like there are people who deny. Um, the Holocaust ever happened. There are a lot of people who deny that, oh, you know, that, there's numbers that the Baptists come up with of, no, you know, they're, they're confirmed over and over again. Okay, go ahead. The, uh, go ahead to the next one, please. Uh, the Crusades. Okay, talk, <clears throat> talk a little bit about the Crusades. The, the, the Crusades were instigated by the popes uh, and by by monks who, who wanted to liberate the Holy Land from the Muslims. And it's interesting, most of you in here are old enough that when you were in high school, you read about the Crusades, and, and they were kind of glorified. You know, knights in shining armor going off and doing their, their duty. Today, they're vilified uh, in most of the, of the readings. And really, they probably should be more vilified than... than then put put up. I mean, individual acts of, of heroism were there, but uh, it was a flawed thought from the from the get go, um, because of course um, Jesus said, you know, said from the beginning that that uh, in John eighteen thirty six, my kingdom is not of this world, right? Uh, if my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight. But his kingdom is not of this world. Um, the, the jihad put forward by the, by the Muslims, and basically this is what this was, a holy, you know, the same thing, a holy war. It was, was not a well-thought-out thing. Okay? It's interesting, uh, Pope Urban II was the one who called for the, the first um, crusade. And, uh, and it goes down in history as one of the most effective speeches that has ever been given because I mean it motivated Europe to go and try to try to try to uh, take the Holy Land a lot of the people who went to fight in the Crusades really were good sincere sincere wanted to do this 
A lot of them were out looking for, for treasure. A lot of them were out looking for adventure. I mean, life was so incredibly dull in the Middle Ages that let's go kill somebody. Absolutely. And what are the most popular, hey, what are the most popular video games today? They're the let's go kill somebody video games. You know, that, that's, um, it, the same, okay, go on. The, uh, but there were, there were a total of, depending on how you count them, uh, seven to nine uh, different crusades, and they were not, they were, they were set up to, to try to liberate the Holy Land. They, most of them never got to the Holy Land. Um, these were not well-educated people. They didn't have good maps. They didn't know where they were a lot of the time. Um, one of my, is it the fifth? Which one was it? One of them, I don't remember which one was, but one of them got to Constantinople, which is today Istanbul, which at the time was a Christian center. Today it would work because it's a Muslim uh, uh, city. But they got, to, they got to Constantinople. We're here. Attack. And they, you know, there was, a, there was a siege that went on for years trying to take down this city that wasn't the city they were supposed to be at. And they were, they were taking down a, a, another Christian city. Is what <laughs> and when you say Christian, it wasn't even, it, it, was, it was Eastern uh, Orthodox. It was, it was um, it's completely separate from Bible-believing followers of Jesus but, Christ. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like they were out to pick on the, the politicians here. They, I mean, it was just, that was a serious mess up. So not unlike John Paul Jones, the great American sailor, Revolutionary War, you know, he, he, he actually um, tried to go on the offensive and just level the city um, until he realized he wasn't in England. And uh, one of the bad things, and you go level city in the wrong country. Uh, you hate that when it happens. <laughs> the, uh, anyway, the, 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 uh, the, crusades, the crusades were awful. They, they really were. They were, they were awful. Can anybody, can anybody name probably the two great crusade heroes that, that came out of the crusades? Anybody? Yes? I didn't hear you. Oh, Joan of Arc. Okay, uh, that wasn't the one I was thinking of, because uh, she never actually got out of France. Um, the two I'm thinking of. You ever have you ever heard of Richard the Lionhearted? Richard the Lionhearted, and then uh, you ever heard of Saladin? No. Okay. Well, those are the. If you go get he a, invented the salad. And <laughs> if you go get if you go get a a, a, a modern uh, world history book. Today, not the one that you had when you were in school, Marvin, but the, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Sal- Saladin's actually the biggest hero in it, and Saladin, of course, was one of the Muslim leaders, and um, so, but he was no, he was great. He really was a great warrior, and he, and and a good, I mean, he did not. I mean, he's he kind of like you know how we revere Robert E. Lee, even though he was on the Confederacy. He was he's kind of like that. You've made a couple of references to back 40 years ago in the history books. This was praised, but now if you get a history book, this is praised. Yeah. What are you telling us? 
I don't. I. I didn't come prepared to talk about that because I, I don't. I. Because no, because I'm not. You know, you say revised. All history is revised. Right. All history is revised, and the the history that was in the books 40 years ago wasn't that good. Um, and so. But what I was going to say about about Richard the Lionhearted, great, greatly. I mean, Richard Lionhearted was awesome, and when he took um, he took one city, uh, Acre, I think was the name of it. Um, he took one city and then uh, put three thousand Muslims, mostly not mostly but many, probably at least half women and children to death, right on the spot. Okay, this is this is the biggest hero. He was he was the best. Out of the whole group, I mean, this shows you what kind of it, it was not a it was not good. And then and as a and in return, then Saladin put three thousand uh, uh, French uh, crusaders to death, and they were French. The uh, <laughs> yeah, it, kind of funny because of course Richard you know was leading the English, and so he put the French, to the, which you know in the long run Richard wins on every. Every uh, count on that. But anyway. Um, in the midst of all this, you have the Muslims and, we'll just say, Catholics warring. And apart from this, you have what we've talked, the pockets of Paulicians, and we'll talk some more about others here after a bit. But we're going to see that then the Crusades spread not just from attacking the Muslims to attacking anything that wasn't for Catholicism. Or anything that they could just get their hands on. Right. Because this is where a lot of them... People either went to the Crusades and died or lost everything, or died and lost everything, or they came back really rich. And... And, and it worked out well. Uh, real quickly, um, go to the next map here. We got. Do want to mention the the Paterines? The Paterines were descendants of the Novatians, and they they are up. See where I got the two stars up there, near what's today Turin and uh, Milan. That whole area was greatly uh, affected by uh, the Paterine. I'm not sure I'm saying that right. Paterines is that how you say it? Okay. Um, we don't know any difference. Yeah, there you go. Um, and they, uh, they were, they were really. If a Paterine walked into our church today, we they'd be Baptist, with the exception they speak in Italian. Um, the uh, the with a Southern accent. The uh, they Northern, isn't it? Whatever they, they, the northern Italy, but um, but so, okay in southern Iowa. So, <laughs> moving on, moving on. They, they, and where they got in big trouble with the Catholics who persecuted them big time was the issue of infant baptism. And here again, again, you know, today, hey, my my nephews and my nieces have all been infant baptized and. And I am one of one of them, the oldest one's Godfather. You know, I stood up and you know went up there and, and and did the whole thing. Man, I tell you what, these guys would not have done that. They would have fought tooth and nail, and and even more than that, 
when they were for when they were faced with you will either baptize your kids or you know you're going to get put to death they went well it's been a good life i guess i'm willing to do and they did i mean there were there were many 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 of them who were put to death because of this because it was an issue of salvation you know the those baptizing infants it just wasn't a preference of baptism they baptized them believing that they were then saved. And that was an issue that, that the believers said, this is an issue of life or death. We can't compromise on this. And throughout this, all these groups, they believed in the authority of Scripture over the authority of the church. They believed in believers' baptism. They believed in soul liberty. The same when we originally started the the Baptist distinctives, um, they, they held these. Now, there were certain things that they um, were kind of messed up on. And you know what? A hundred years from now, people are going to look back on us and say there are certain things we were kind of messed up on. And that's, that's one of the dangers. That's why we have to keep our heart. Because... We need to continually be students of Scripture. We need to continually have what we believe laid out and say, God, show us if this is wrong. And, and we need to continually base it on Scripture. And um, in understanding, I stand amazed at God's work through the ages. When you see the, the overall scope and the... When he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Um, Satan has brought all he can against the work of God. And it still goes on. And um, we're the ones on the playing field now. And it's a great responsibility. And uh, I should say on the battlefield, not the playing field. So, Did you hear what you just said? No. It was an issue of life and death. And that's where we started today, the issues of life. And that's why, we have to, that's why we have to guard ourselves against these heresies that, that, we're, that we're looking at. And you're right. You know, a uh, hundred years from now, we're gonna look, people will look back and say, well, you know, those guys were pretty young. But, but, but boy, they really, there were no doubt. Large, largest Baptist group in the world today is what? Which group? Southern Baptists, 9 million in the United States alone. 9 million Southern Baptists. 1836, Southern Baptist Convention was formed because they split over, should, can missionaries be slave owners? Or the other way around, can slave owners be missionaries? And, you know, today we look back and go, slavery? Give me a break. I mean, what kind of silly thing was that to, to even be? But the largest Baptist group in the world was founded because of they wanted to be able to con continue to hold their slaves. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the awesome responsibility that we have your word. I pray that we'd be diligent students of your word, and not just students, but Lord, that we would be living epistles of your word, for we pray in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat>